Hello, my fellow movie fans, and welcome to another episode of A Feast of Films Theater with your hosts, Matthew Alu and Ethan R. Hill. How's that? That was good. Oh, yeah. Classic. Classic. Hello, my fellow movie fans, and welcome to another episode of A Feast of Films, episode 25. I'm Ethan R. Hill, and with me, as always, is... Matt, Ilu, what's going on, people? Why'd you say your short name longer than your long name, Matt? I don't know. For fun. That's weird. For fun. Matt, what are we here to talk about today? I don't remember. Um, I'm pretty Me sure either. chickens. Backyard chickens. I mean, big, I do big like... trend, big thing going on right now. People are really enjoying going to be able to get eggs in the morning and. Uh, you know, just having chicken run around clucking all the time. People people have been loving it. People have been loving it. So I'm pretty sure that was actually what our episode's about today. See, I thought you were talking about, like, barbecues and stuff. Like, I didn't think you were actually talking about, like, actual no, chickens back, in the back, backyard. No, background chickens, man. It's a big thing. That's... Big thing. Big stuff happening I... in that industry. I guess I need to leave my house more. Well, Instead, actually, I... no, because there's a thing called COVID, so you should well, probably so. actually stay home. With your backyard and, chickens. And and watch Star Wars, right? Yeah. And this other lady I used to work with at my other job, she loved chickens so much, she kept showing me pictures of chickens. But they weren't her chickens. She didn't own them. She was just like, these are the chickens I want to own. And they all, like, you'd be crazy the variety of chickens there are. Like, there's chickens that just look like normal chickens. And then there's a bunch of chickens that look like Elvis. Then there's some that look like poodles. You're like, what in the Sam hell is going See, like, on here? I didn't realize look, chickens were so varied. I mean, they all taste the same, I'm sure, but... Well, they Damn! All, they, all freak me, they all freak me out, man. They all they all make me think they're gonna chase me down and kill me, like... They probably would, if they yeah. could. Peacocks probably carry knives. You should get some backyard peacocks, bro. See, they freak me out more, but that's because they're actually vicious, whereas, like, chickens just... I don't like the look of chickens. Ducks, on the other hand, I like ducks. I used to chase peacocks all the time, man. At the zoo? And then just let them, like, roam around freely? That was awesome. Yeah, no, I always gave them a very, very, very wide berth. I was ah, like, no, no, no. Me and my guys, brother just stay like, over there. Me and my brother chase them down until they chase you. Then we're like, okay. Matt, see that's me and you are very different people. <laughs> Listen, man, we were just like, is that a chicken? We should, we should try it. <laughs> I want no some chicken fun. strips. Let's go get that thing. And we're like, no, that's not a chicken. Once upon a time, we had a pet bird and we were trying to figure out the name for the bird. My dad's like, why don't we call it lunch? That was his joke for every animal we ever got. Just call it lunch, call it dinner, and it's like, Dad, it wasn't funny the first okay, time. Okay, 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 here's the thing, because this is super funny. This is also something I noticed with, like, middle-aged white dudes. They always say the same joke over and over and over and over again and think it's the funniest thing every single time. My one, like, okay, this, this one family member, I won't, like, name names or anything, but, like, every time the family got together, he was always like, I suppose you're wondering why I called you all here. Like, every time, for, like, three years, I was like, bro, like, come on, come on. Man, I think it was just a middle-aged dude thing. It was funny. I think it's a white guy thing. Because you know yeah, what? We it. talked about chickens this episode. And for the next year, I'm not going to talk about chickens every episode. You know what I mean? And still be like, this is hilarious. We're talking about backyard chickens today, everyone. Or maybe I will. That I don't officially know. I'm a middle-aged white man. Uh, dude, with you, it's 50-50. Yeah, that's true. 
Like half and half, man. Half and half. One way or the other. Yeah, especially when I'm playing basketball. Some days I'm great. Other days it's like, oh, the white boy's out. Can't can't hit nothing. Can't jump. <laughs> well, I can't jump in general because I'm just fat. But that's not a black and white thing. That's just me being fat. <laughs> I was saying white men can't jump, Matt. I, was... I know, and I'm just saying, even when my black side's out and I get good shots and I'm like doing excellent, I still can't jump because I'm fat. Are you saying I'm not good at sports because of, like? No, I can't even say it's because I'm white. Because like any sports that are like specifically with like that are predominantly white, like hockey, have probably like no, I can't skate. I'm terrible at skating. Yeah, I can't skate. Like I'm awful at like name a sport. I'm terrible at it. Yeah, I can bowl, but it's been a while. Yeah, pretty good at darts. Target shooting, I'm good at. Oh well, there you go. But like, if that's not is that really a sport though? You know who's not great at target shooting? Stormtroopers? Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. But but seriously, that's my question, quickly. It's like, it's like, that's not a sport. Shooting isn't a sport, I don't think. Also, there's like esports now. So if those can be considered sports. I guess so. But like, if fake shooting can be considered sports, real shooting should definitely be a sport. Like, I guess, but, like, it's not physically exert. Like, it doesn't, you don't, you don't get the blood pumping it. I mean, like, your blood starts pumping when you shoot something, and it's like, oh, my God. Hell, yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's like, yeah, we're shouting. Go get that chicken. Yeah. Honestly, I'm better with um, bow and arrow than I am with guns. Officer, officer, somebody is hunting my backyard chickens. <laughs> Matt, there you go, repeating backyard chickens. <laughs> nope. So that was an extension on the joke. That's different. Sure it was. I was coming back and revisiting the joke in different context. Hey, you know what? You know what about coming back and revisiting? You know what did that once? What? Star Wars. Star Wars did that. In fact, they did it several other times. But the first time they did it was Empire Strikes Back, which is what we watched this time. Did you guys like that really smooth segue? I'm not understanding the segue. The concept of Star Wars. They revisited Star Wars. They went back to the Star Wars. This is the second movie in the franchise. Oh, okay. Gosh, man. I thought you meant like you, George Lucas went right back and like re- readjusted the films because I was like, that's a thing that happened. Oh, yeah, he did that too, which there are some good. And I thought maybe you were like referencing one. something like, you know what else they revisited? The Death Star. But I was like, that's not this movie. So I'm not sure what you're talking about. But just Star Wars in general. I gotcha. We're revisiting Star Wars again. There we go. Yes. And honestly, like, like on a complete serious note, like, this is the one film where the changes he made to the movie were actually for the better. I can't think of it. I can't think of any off the top of my head that were like really standout problems in and this that's, film. That's why anything he changed was like, oh, it's subtle. It's quick. It's short. And that's what it should and have been. Great. That's what it should have been. Or but, le- And like contextual, right? Because they changed the emperor to like be like Ian McDermott. Yeah, and I have I have opinions on that that look and all that kind of stuff. But like, well, they used the episode three look, which was which like, makes no sense. no sense. Yeah, it's like guys, if you're going back, like, why wouldn't you just okay, whatever. Do episode six. But... You know what? You know what? The thing that always bugs me, and I know this is an episode five, but while we're talking about the emperor here, why the hell do they never go back to the episode six look? Why do they never go back to the episode six look? They always lean towards the episode three look, which I find is the most inferior look. Um, yes, he's younger and I like the red and the black. That's all good. 
but like his old withered gray ass episode six look is like that's the emperor look to me that's the emperor look and like rise of skywalker they brought him back but then they're just like no you're normal palpatine you're not even disfigured and then when he turns into like full power emperor it's like you're still slightly closer more to the episode three look and i'm like oh damn it so like I think that comes from a place and I feel bad saying it, but I think it's because Ian McDermott got old and they're like, we don't need to do much. Look at him. He's old. <laughs> no, but like make him look older again. Like, geez, yeah, like, come on what, guys. What happened Put to the forehead? Like it. the forehead ridges look completely different. They look also, like all swollen and sore. That's also a problem that I have in episode three is the fact that they had to make him look like, look like the emperor for episode six. And it's like, okay, you could have just had him like be Darcidious. Like you could have just kept him going, and I would believe logically that he aged into the Pal- the Emperor Palpatine, Force corruption, all that kind of stuff. I would believe. Yeah, sure, that. sure. I mean, yeah, that part didn't bug me. It just it looked too plastic in Episode Three. Like that look just ne- it, it's not the same look. You know what I mean? Like it just really isn't. So. And the weird voice he talks like this now, Vader. It's just more, it's more exaggerated. Like, cause he did talk like that in episode six. It's just more exaggerated. Yeah. Well, actually in episode six. And then episode nine is like hyper exaggerated. It's like, in episode six, it was less throaty and it was more wispy. It's like in episode three, it was, it's a lot more. You'll be Lord Vader. Lord Vader. No. And then in episode, you have lost. That duck face really annoys me, to be honest. No. No. We're not talking about episode three though today. And then, but like, yes. And then in episode yes. in episode six, he's a lot more older. Mm, oh, you're it's, fi- you're it's still deep. That your friends will die. Like it's still there. It's still there, but like it's far more exaggerated in episode three. Oh, There's I'm no doubt. You'll there. find this battle station will be quite operational when your friends arrive. It's not that wispy though. It's it is not more that. wispy. It's not that wispy though. Look, man, it, that's well, an exaggeration. That is an exaggeration of wispiness. Listen, it is somewhere in between your exaggeration of wispiness and their exaggeration in episode three. That's where the like true emperor voice is, and that's the one we'll I love. Re- we'll reconvene in three months, and we'll uh, we'll go back revisit episode six. That's the one I love. No, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling. Well, it's you. like I'm they took you. the sound because he laughs in episode six. He laughs with his like, like his hey, <laughs> yeah. But it's like they took that laugh. They took that laugh and they made that laugh his voice for the rest of his portrayals. That tone that he reaches with his voice Soon when he laughs. Friends is... will be gone. Like it, it is. It's much more subtle though in episode six. Like it's not Take wispy. It's just. It's just subtle, now. and it's like an old man talking. Like that was the yeah, point. Uh, yeah. But then they're just like, no, we just exaggerate the hell out of this. So like, yeah, yeah. Rise. 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 I can't even get that Rose. Rise. Yes, Lord Vader. You are yeah. on the Go kill them all. Show uh, no mercy. What's wrong with you? I Do not hesitate. Show no mercy. Is that Winston Churchill? Lord. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how Churchill rolls. People of Britain. It's also Bane. We will fight the Jedi on the sand. <laughs> Do not hesitate. 
show no mercy. <laughs> I return Britain to you, the oh, people. Man. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so that's one of the good. That's actually one of like the least uh, somewhat okay changes because like the emperor who was there before though was not because it was before it was before they cast Ian McDermott, right? Like it was before they really took a good strong look at that emperor character for episode six. Yeah, um, it was literally just it was an old lady, and then they superimposed like baboon's eyes over. Top yeah, of it. exactly. And like exactly, it worked. It was chilling. It was very striking. I kind of like the mystery behind it. And growing but, up, I never questioned it. I was never like, oh, well, why does he look like that in episode five, but then look like that in episode six? Yeah. There was never that disconnect for me. It was always just like, oh, well, that that's the emperor. Like, that's yeah. just who he is. It was like, just the way it looked or something. But yeah. Oh. No, Matt. So this time I have a crazy theory. I have a crazy theory about episode five. What's that? Darth Vader starts to become good by the end of episode five. Do you hear crickets? I think I heard some crickets. No, I didn't hear any crickets. Oh, crickets? no, I thought I heard some crickets, man. No, honestly, I don't. I don't know. Maybe like, well, like, does your theory have a little bit more to it? Because you can't be like, bro, I have a theory. Vader's good at the end of episode five, and then just leave it. I was just pausing. I was pausing for dramatic effect. Oh, because what? I'm pretty sure like half the audience was like, "Is this over?" All right, we should probably leave. Yes, that's that's the end. That's the end, guys. Good night, everybody. We'll see you all next week. (laughs) Here's my theory. Sign out. Okay, like go into your theory a little bit more and then I will decide if I agree with you or not. There isn't a lot of evidence. But there's You're off to a great start. (laughs) (laughs) There's one thread. Oh man. There's one continuous thread that changes at the end, after he's had his encounter with Luke, after he's met Luke, after they've connected a bit. And that's him choking his own men to death. Because that's always right a sign of bat, goodness, yeah. Well, right off the bat, he like because he kills um, Admiral Ozel. He kills Captain Nita. I feel like there's a third one, but I'm probably wrong on that. Maybe that's in the sixth movie. But he leaves Admiral Piet, who definitely messes up just as bad as those other two did. But he messes up after that's a good Vader encounters okay. Luke. Mm-hmm. He messes up the very, very end because he, they're supposed to deactivate the they, they were supposed to deactivate the Millennium Falcon's hyperdrive, which they did, but then R2 fixed it. And so they got away after all of that, after everything. They got away with Luke. They got away with Leia. They got away with everyone he was after. And he didn't kill Admiral Piet. In fact, Admiral Piet is alive through the entirety of episode six until uh the a-wing crashes into the the, super star destroyer yeah yeah so that long after making that big of a screw up which is bigger than what admiral ozzel and captain nita did yeah so to me that and maybe maybe george lucas intended it maybe i was gonna say you know i don't know if that's so much of a theory as an astute observation and picking that up because um, there's so much to talk about when we talk about these Star Wars films. There's so many different moving pieces and elements. And especially as a fan base, we get so focused on different things. But the fact that you focused on that 
And I think actually, like, because at first I was just going to say, no, you're wrong. I already decided in my head that I'm like, it's, it's probably <laughs> something silly. But when you make that, I'm like, no, that's an astute observation because it's a change in pattern, right? Like there's a purpose that Vader keeps showing us this pattern of character only for it at the end for him to change that pattern, right? And I think, yeah, maybe it's not him turning fully good, but maybe it's that, you know, that first step towards you know so oh, yeah. that's that first that first hint of anakin inside the monster that's coming the beginning through. the beginning of the good that luke feels in him yeah right because even even if you look at that connection too and like or when, the beginning of that good starting to come through that luke yeah. feels in him right but it's when they like even when when they're flying away and luke and vader have that little moment where they're like father son or son kind of thing, kind of thing like yeah. that like like that's probably another reason where like Vader's like I might have something to live for now like holy crap like this is new this is weird this is because I don't even think that necessarily he realized like he knew Luke was his son he did but I don't think you know how sometimes you don't realize things until you say them out loud and then you're like oh it just becomes real becomes real right and honestly I wouldn't be surprised like speaking at a human level if when Darth Vader said no I'm your father. If that was suddenly like, oh, oh, this is my son. I just cut off his hand. Oh no, oh no, hey, <laughs> oh yeah. no. Um, um jo- we, join we, me. Does anyone uh, got glue? Does anyone got glue? Uh, this anybody you should, uh, bring gorilla glue? We can use uh, some uh, of that Luke, right now. Uh, Luke, you should join me, and uh, we can rule. We'll rule the galaxy, father, son. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, space I, like, gorilla glue. Like. So I, it's happened. I I know it's happened with my parents before, where they've accidentally, like, accidentally cut your hurt me. Hand like, off? not not cut my hand off, oh, but okay. hurt me, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you're okay, you're okay. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." Yeah. And like, you know how you are with siblings sometimes, where you, where you hurt your sibling, and it's like, "Don't tell mom, don't tell mom, don't tell mom." No, I just say, "Quit crying." Baby. Well, yeah, but that's because you actually. Uh, I like my siblings, and they like me, unlike you, Matt. <laughs> I like my sibling. He's he's a he's a guy. He's a swell guy. <laughs> anyway, my theory with that is that <laughs> now this is a different theory. This is a whole side thing. It's like that moment there is uh, like he's Darth okay. Vader like cuts off his hand. Darth Vader cuts off his son's hand. He's like, I'm your father. And then it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my God. And we'll rule, we'll, we'll rule the galaxy as father and son. We'll rule the galaxy yeah. as father and son. Like, come on, come on back here. Come on back here. No, don't jump. Don't jump. Don't jump. And then he jumps. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't follow so your, either. I don't follow I think, your thing that deeply. No, but I no, do I think, think I do think that encounter with Luke uh, brought out a piece of Anakin for sure. I think because again, if, you make a very strong and compelling point when you're talking about a pattern, and when we're talking about filmmaking and stories, there, you can't just say like, oh, it's a pattern, but it means nothing because patterns always mean something. There is intentional reason why those things happen or don't happen. I strongly believe that if they didn't have that encounter, Admiral Piet would be dead at the end of the Oh, movie. for sure. If, if I, Luke you know would have just... Yeah, I agree with you if, there. If Luke would have gone, met up with Lando and Leia, still had his hand intact, they never he never went to the um, encounter freezing Vader. chamber or anything, yeah. Admiral Piet would be dead after that. Just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think that's that's cool. That's interesting. And again, it's... What I love about that is that's something new that I picked up on. Oh, goodness. I've been watching these films for 25 years now. Yeah. <clears throat> that's crazy to think. Hey, Matt, how long have you been watching Star Wars for? 
too long, man. <laughs> too long. Because I was five when I first saw it. Yeah, I don't know. Hold so, uh, usually yeah. beyond memory. It's usually how it works, right? Not this one. I have very vivid memories as to why this one, where, where I saw this, like, this series the first time. Like, it, it's, yeah, like, 25 years of Star Wars. That's, I don't like that. I don't like saying that out loud. That's, uh, it's, uh, not possible. It's not true. <laughs> Obi-Wan told me you killed, uh, you killed my father, and, uh, he told me enough. And he's right. I did. How'd you know? <laughs> it's very astute. Very stupid, but no, I I totally I actually agree with you on that whole theory. Minus like, you know how he felt. Oh after yeah, I was joking. Cut off I was joking about that was a joke. Oh, okay, like, because I was like, uh, I don't know if that's exactly where that part came from. I th- but I, I agree think... with you in the fact that like once he actually encountered his son, his son, that became real, right? And it drew well, out also... that piece of Anakin that was still within him, just a he little bit, so he didn't kill right. that dude because he thought about it. I remember. I can very I vividly remember that scene. Like, he looks at the cat, and the dude's like, oh, shit, I'm so dead right now. And then he just oh, yeah. walks away, and that guy was like, damn, well, I'm not dead, thing, like, you know? I Everyone is expecting it. Man, you hit on such a good like, point. I bet so many people already knew that, and we're just like, god oh, damn, man. We're late to the party. Yeah, we're just like 30 years late. They're like, dude, we knew that from the top. Probably. Well, I feel like me and you would have heard that by now. I feel like we've watched enough Star Wars stuff we would hear, like... I don't know. But like I said, like, I think a lot of times, too, when we're talking about fandom... We always focus on so many other things in those movies, right? Let alone Vader choking people and not choking people in this well, it's, you situation. Look the, looking at the little character things, man. It's always what the I love. character moments, movies. yeah, man. Yeah. Because it's like, oh man, if this character didn't do this thing, then this wouldn't have happened. Like it's, And that's, I, not to harp on episode three because I've done it enough, but that's what bugs me about episode three is that everything just kind of happens because it has to happen. As opposed to like, oh, well, this makes sense why it happened. It just snowballs. Not everything yeah, is always directly connected. It's it's literally, or it has to happen because it connects to episode four. And I stand by sure. episode episode two should have been episode one. Episode three well, should have been episode, episode two. Well, episode two probably shouldn't have existed, but a different episode, episode two. two. Episode two-ish, yeah. Like, like start off with Anakin just being a, a Padawan. Somewhere like, in between one and two would be a great start. But Where the Clone Wars start earlier, right? Do you have a favorite scene or moment? From episode five? From the entirety of episode five, yeah. Um... I like um there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good moments in this film there's a lot of good moments in this film oh yeah first things for i mean first things quote unquote uh we both agree this is the best made star wars film but not our favorite um i've never really thought about that um best made i i personally think it is the best star wars film like flawless like you can't really i can't really say what would be a flaw in it upon yeah like even even again anything that george lucas added to this film just enhanced it as opposed to like drastically was distracting yeah and like i think it is the best made strongest written great characters good acting but it's not my favorite my favorite is return of the jedi like that's still tops just because it's so good (laughs) but this one i think is a better crafted film 
and is arguably the best. And I understand why people like it the most. Well, mo- a lot of people, I think, the majority like this episode five the most. But I think yeah. the thing that the thing that really takes me out of going with that is without Return of the Jedi, without that third chapter, it ends poorly. But that's because it's set up for a third chapter. Well, yeah, exactly. It's the middle one. I, like I'm, I'm just, dude. I'm personally, I love Return of the Jedi. Like that's my favorite of the trilogy. Like, so I'm really excited for like the like, next episode. No like, doubt. Like, honestly, come on, man. The green lightsaber. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's my favorite lightsaber. We both like the Ewoks well enough. We aren't like, oh, boo Ewoks. Dude, I just, like, I hate how they changed the song at the end of the movie, man. Because Wub Nub was. You miss Yub Nub? Oh, man. I miss Yub Nub. That was like the best. Now it's some weird ass song. That doesn't even seem to fit half the time with what they're showing on screen. I'm like, come on. Bring back Yub Nub. Bring it back. Yub Nub. Yeah, Yub Nub. Like, that's so much better than, like, whatever the heck it is now. Sucks, man. Sucks. Anyway, this is an episode. Um,. <laughs> okay no i i you know what i think i could probably agree with you um because there are definitely some things i guess in episode six that maybe are like kind of weaker a little weird um, here and there like craft crafting wise um and just sometimes the pacing in episode six sometimes i find gets a little slow in the middle um so yeah no I, i'd probably see i probably like the 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 better made film probably yeah i would say is episode five because it's such a tight movie like it's so so tight everything has purpose uh and it's just loaded with character and not to mention not to mention like um like universe expansion right well you introduce how many new characters and you also get to know the ones we've already known for a while better and you get to see the forces on a bigger scale right like it really like increases the scale compared to the first film they did that like just with the star destroyers alone they did that with each film because the first one they're like hey look at star destroyers and a death star and then it's like hey look at this super star destroyer that dwarfs the the star destroyers yeah and then by the time you reach return it's like oh and look here is a super star destroyer crashing into the side of the death star and there's no bend to the horizon yeah it looks flat that is how big the death star like scale is. scale wise crazy. yeah yeah, like, but just like, expanding the universe, like, bringing in Master Yoda. Um, the whole aspect right. that, uh, you know, Vader is his father. Like, there's just so, again, uh, just so many well-crafted character moments throughout this film. And, again, like, everything just has a purpose. Like, it really takes place, um, I guess it actually takes place in a longer period of time in the Star Wars, like, actual, like, universe. Um, and how long it actually takes the events to happen, but the film tells it in such a tight way that you'd be like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's like days. Like, because I think Luke was on Dagobah for at least a couple months. Like, at least a couple months or something along those lines. Well, that's the confusing thing with it, but again, it feels like days. And that's the thing, the way the story was told, right, over that course of time. Um, cause there's no way you could like train for a couple days and be like, I'm a Jedi master. Like, bro, you had like four days of training. If that, that's what it seems like. And I think too, because, um, they like leave the asteroid field after fighting, you know, the empire, um, uh, like the Han Solo Leia side kind of thing. 
um, and they're on their way to Bespin, but they don't have a hyperdrive. You know what I mean? Like they just got to like standard fly over there, like which in space would take quite a while. You'd assume, and again, you'd assume at least a couple weeks, if not yeah, months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, it, it's just, it's just well-crafted, right? Um, as far as like the pacing of that whole film goes, cause it just goes from one event to the next event, to the next event, everything is connected. Everything has a reason why it's there. Um, and it doesn't, it's not overly bloated at all. So no, yeah, I, I think I would agree with you. It's crafting is pretty well done. By pretty well, I mean like very well. Lightning in a bottle, man. Lightning in a bottle. Well, exactly. Well, I mean, the whole, the whole original trilogy is that. Like, that yeah. thing is like, it, by all accounts and purposes, the original trilogy should not work, but it does. Lightning in a bottle. Well, and that's why they can never recreate it as much as they try, right? Like, it just, even George Lucas trying to recreate it didn't work. Like, wow. Yeah. Um, we go back to my original question. Like, so do you have a favorite specific moment? Um, from I really five. like thinking about. I really like when Yoda lifts the X-wing out of the swamp. Oh, that that that's a pretty that such a that's a pretty sick moment. Like Luke is like such a really good moment. Yeah, like Luke is really down and out, and like little Yoda's like, "Yo, let me show you how it's done, bro." Like, you know, and, and he's that, like, "That's like, impossible," that. or whatever he says, and he's like, "That's why you fail." Like, just a real, like, honest-to-goodness mentor, mentee, smack in the face. Like, get your shit together, man. You want to really do this? Let's do it. Like, enough dicking around. <laughs> Let's do this. If you think it's impossible, you're gonna fail. Well, that's exactly it, right? And, and like, the music and the moment, kind of where you've already been up into Luke's journey. Um, and, yeah, just to see Yoda do it with such ease. And, like, the Yoda character is so great in episode five, right? Like, starts out so funny. Like, so funny. And then I he's just, that, like, like... Him pretending uh, to be... Like... Him pretending to be crazy old man. Yeah. And, like, like it's literally testing Luke. And then... Just that moment, that change. And, again, it's that a That change, yeah. But you can see the change in his posture and his face. Everything. Expression. And the fact they did that with a puppet is like, come on, man. Like, even that, okay, you gotta, like, talking about the best crafted film, you have to give so much props to, like, the whole Dagobah set and how they film that. Like, crazy. Those dudes were under the floor and they could barely hear what was happening above them. Like, what you get when you hire the guys who worked on the Muppets. Exactly. Actually, speaking of which, I think around, it was around this time around episode four that they actually have an episode on the muppets which you should be able to find on disney plus now um where luke skywalker was the guest oh nice and mark hamill makes a special appearance as like luke skywalker's cousin <laughs> it's just <laughs> and they're like he's like begging kermit and Fozzie to like let me be on the show come on let yeah. me be a guest come on i'd be great and they're like no we have luke skywalker we don't need you, you. And you get to see Mark Hamill just ham it up, and it's great. That's cool. Uh, but like, um, no, dude, like, you hit you hit it on the head though. Like, all the stuff on Dagobah is just like craft wise phenomenal. Yeah. And there's no moments where you sit there and go like, "Hey, is that a hand? Do I see a hand or a wire?" It's just like no, like you totally believe it. It's so believable. It's so believable. 
and like the craft and the art and the skill that goes behind bringing those puppets to life like let's be honest the muppets is one thing right the muppets is one thing but a a, a puppet like yoda uh not just like not just the physicality but the facial expressions to get all that going because that's much more detailed than the muppets which are pretty much like oh yeah like they pretty much have open mouth still face for the most part right um but yoda like such to get those emotions on there one like again again, it's just wow we're spoiled with it because then look what they did with uh gogru and or grogu grogu yeah uh, how they crafted that totally different technology but they nail those things yeah and that's what makes the aliens believable, especially in the Star Wars universe, right? Like they have emotion, they have character. They're not just Julie, right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, well, some are CGI or whatever, but but uh, a lot of the but main Julie, characters like, that are aliens, they're they're they they emote, right? And that's that's a big on, part of it. On the opposite side of the spectrum, with Chewie, you see him emote several times in this film. Yeah, like the first like the first time is when like well, number one when. He, Han comes in and Chewie just starts giving him crap for like, where have you been? What have you been up to? And it's like, rawr, rawr. yeah. And then, and then when Luke and, Oh, I like that I part. Luke too. And Han. I like that part when they're like fi- trying to fix the Falcon and it's like blowing up. He's like, turn it off. And Chewie's like, I don't know what to do. It's just losing it. But then like later on when like Han and Luke are, Luke are lost outside in the cold and then like they have to close the doors and like Chewie lets out that roar yeah. like that. Then at the end when like Han gets turned into carbonite. Yeah. There's that. Like you see Chewie emote a lot in this one. Yeah. Like this in episode this episode six. Arguably any of the ones afterwards. Like he Chewie's always just been a great character. Like and flawlessly executed. Like Absolutely. Like, it, it is a very physical performance. Like, a lot of his emoting is very physical. Because um, it's like, there's not a lot of facial expression, right? Because it's so much fur a lot of the time. Um, but just the vocal performance combined with that physicality. The head movements. Uh, yeah, the... like the subtle things. The subtle things that really sell the character. <laughs> yeah, the mumbling. That's always the... That's pretty much how I feel like when I'm, like, getting in trouble at home. <laughs> i just mumble away <laughs> yeah I, I don't go that far but you know <sighs> she'd probably just throw a rock at me or something shut up rock oh at man oh man um like so your your favorite stuff is dagobah you think i think that's my favorite moment like overall like i don't think i don't my favorite part like my favorite um section isn't necessarily dagobah in the film like i actually kind of find a lot of it like okay let's let's go not that it's not and it's not a slow paced part um you know the training aspect is like important i'm just like sometimes i just get like let's go i want to get to like you know cloud city let's go let's go let's go uh but i would say that aspect in dagobah like that moment i thought was really really powerful and just brought like the gravity of the situation into full kind of view and yeah. showing that Luke is still like, while while he trained with Ben for like 10 seconds, you know what I mean? And while he has the force and is this powerful, you know, this new hope, he still has like so far, he still needs to go. And 
to understand about the Force and to grow as a Jedi. I thought it was just a great character moment. I'm a sucker for character moments. Like that's this is a thing for me. Like it's not my favorite scenes aren't always like the biggest flashiest moments, um, but those character moments are money to me. And so many with like Han and Leia too, right? Like that whole. Um, the whole aspect of them trying to escape the empire was like the whole, that was their whole story arc, right? Them trying to escape the empire that like, uh, love that he's like, Oh, you love me. She's like, I do not. And then she's like, let's make out. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, go get it solo. Go get it. And then of course, at the end, you know, I love you. I know. Right? <laughs> go die. So good so good like their character arcs together that relationship building was chemistry and yeah and their chemistry was gold too right but that that whole that whole building in this film everything was well earned like you didn't get to the end and she says i love you and he says i know you didn't feel like that was cheap you know like where did that come from like everything had just been earned throughout the whole film and grown in a very natural and progressive way i feel the same way about episode four in the death star um like they tell, like they tease the Death Star, like that rise in tension involving the Death Star in Episode Four is soup. It's it's masterful. It's masterful. How many times do you hear and reference the power of the Death Star? And every little bit, every couple scenes, it gives you something new, something new. Like first you see it in an opening crawl, and then they're like, they got the Death Star plans, right? And then they reference how it's the ultimate power in the galaxy. And then eventually you get to the point where you see it actually blow up a planet and you're like, holy crap. And then they take it to the next level and they're like, now we're turning that on our heroes and like that countdown timer, right? So I think this relationship is actually plotted out in a very similar way. Like you kind of see like those little bit of sparks and it grows and it grows and it grows until you get that final moment when he's finally when he's being frozen in carbonite like i think that natural growth that earning that little bit here a little bit there a little bit here a little bit there um to eventually getting building up like they don't like go like all out with it you know what i mean like right off the beginning like it would be lame if they were both like i love you on hoth you know what i'm like and you missed all that character development in between films or something well, i think they did the same thing in my opinion they did the same thing in episode six with Luke and Vader. There's that slow build to like them reconciling, right? Yeah, and I think that starts actually probably at the end of episode five, right? Arguably. And then arguably also episode six kind of starts off at a totally different story beat. Kind of just cleaning up and getting Han Solo back. But yeah, no, like it, it's, all, it's all about the growth. Like it's all about like the steady development of characters steady development of tension uh until you obviously and, and i think that that's i guess that's really what a story is right you're building up to the climax the whole way but people i don't think realize how difficult that can be sometimes because sometimes the pacing's wrong sometimes important scenes are in aren't in films sometimes they blow the load way too early you know and like yep. ruin the actual uh climax of the film or the story they're getting to um like there's a lot of ways those types of things can go wrong so just seeing how they were plotted out calculated and added into the story were i like again just super super well done and 
I don't know, at the end of the story, you just want to feel like everything's earned, right? Like, that's where the big impact comes in. That's where the big emotional impact comes in. Everything is earned. And even again, going back to Luke and Yoda, like that scene where he's just like, that's why you're going to fail when he lifts, lifts the X-Wing, like showing how much Luke has still to learn. Uh, and then seeing him going up against Vader, Luke doesn't just wreck Vader. Do you know what I mean? It's not like all of a sudden Luke's like just whoops his ass. Luke clearly still has a lot to learn and they just completely, you know, show that in another way. He got a couple good hits in. Yeah, but he's still got a lot to learn, man. Vader Vader could have like, but I think also, again, Vader going to your point. Back. Yes. <laughs> like literally, he, he's Like Vader could have wrecked Luke. Like Vader wrecked has wrecked how many Jedi masters? Well, cause like the first bit is he's like, he's toying with him. Yeah. He's like, he's like testing him. And then like, he gets a bit more serious. He starts like, I'm throwing things at you. Ha ha. Yeah. And then like the moment, and you can tell this is kind of where Vader kind of crossed the line. Luke gets that blow into his shoulder and then he's like, fine, I'm done. I'm, I'm around. done effing you. And like instantly his hand's gone seconds later. Right. Cause like, and Luke is powerful with the force, but yet he still has so far to go, right? And they set that up. They set up his loss to Vader throughout the film. Like honestly, look at end. look at the movie. How many wins did Luke have in that whole movie? Like none. Like not like really none. He got whooped by a wampa. <laughs> like he barely escaped that situation. Like you know, he had to like sleep in a guts of a tauntaun. He got healed up only to, like, fly to Dagobah and not lift an X-Wing, you know? And then to get so, wrecked by Vader at the end. So it's like, yeah, he did not have a fun movie. Really, he didn't. <laughs> I got a question of the day for you. Okay, what's what's your question of the day, Matt? What you got? Um. Okay, here's one, here's one, here's one. Okay, you're training to be a Jedi. Who would you rather have as a Jedi Master? Master Yoda or Master Kenobi? Yoda oh, Kenobi. or Obi-Wan? Kenobi, easily. He just he's so much more fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the amount of banter that I could have with Obi-Wan Kenobi, because I'm assuming we're talking Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Like it's not Alec Guinness. Uh no, we're in the original trilogy, man. Let's go Alec Guinness. Old yeah, man Kenobi fun. or you know Either Yoda. way, man. He like if the, like honestly, yeah. Like I would Obi-Wan Kenobi all the way. Just again, the amount of banter and the amount of like ridiculousness. I think I would have too much fun. I feel like that. he's a character that you could also get into trouble with. You know what I mean? I'd also, like he'd be like, is, let's just go do this thing. But I'd be let's so take you to a up, bar. You're 18 now, right? Okay, let's go. I'd be so tempted to pick up Yoda because he's just two foot tall and like weighs nothing. And it'd be like, okay, man, to be Yoda, fair, he's ready to be an airplane. To be, <laughs> to be fair, Luke uses him as a like he gets to like ride around on Luke's back. So that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, for Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't ask who I'd like to be. If I could train like Yoda, yes, I'd like to just hop on someone's back and be like, run around with me. <laughs> like, no, like, uh, yeah, Kenobi. Like, that's not even, like, a second thought for me. Like, I love Yoda as a character, but, like, no, he's... Especially original trilogy Yoda, he has no fun. <laughs> okay, like, okay, yeah. At I... least in episode, episode two and three, we see him having fun. He laughs a bit. In episode five, he is laughing to pretend to be crazy, but then as soon as he becomes serious Jedi Master, he's like, nope. He doesn't F around, yeah. Yeah, whereas, like, Obi-Wan is still like, 
Well, from a certain point of view, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Obi-Wan's like, ah, yeah, you, you know, yeah, I'd have to agree. I would, here's, here's my thing. I would agree with you, Obi-Wan, just because Obi-Wan's been my favorite character since, like, the beginning of freaking time. Especially once you get you and McGregor's Obi Wan in there, I'm like sold, man. Obi Wan's my favorite character. Like I, oh, easily. Like I don't care what anyone says. Like if someone's like, "Who's your favorite character in Star Wars?" Obi Wan Kenobi. Not even, not even, uh, not even. There's not even a close like second. To how much I love that character. Um, Honestly, like not in like, saying that though, Yoda would probably be a pretty good teacher. Like you, he might be tough, but he would get you would get really, really good. You'd get really good. Also, I would also probably choose Yoda if it was like drunk, old, crazy man Yoda, because I think that would be a lot of fun. Well, if it was Maybe he'd get annoying, Yoda, but like he just kept stealing your food and crap. He's like, God damn it, get over here. He's like, use the force to take back your food. You'd be like, oh man, these, these games are not fun anymore. I'm hungry. But it was an act, Matt. It was all an act. I know, but it would be, how awesome would it be to hang out with Yoda if he was just acting like that like all the time? This crazy old man. That'd be kind of funny. That's just beating things with fair. sticks. You're like, he's a great Jedi master and teaching me much. Also, he likes to beat that tree over there with his stick like all the freaking time. It's crazy. Like he, he is losing it. Honestly, I know this wasn't a question at all, but like just because I was thinking about it, my second favorite Star Wars character is actually probably Finn. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know what it is about him, but I love him as a character, and I wish there was more. I I, I wish they would have done Finn. something with him, so that I could actually enjoy like, the character. Honestly, I enjoyed him enough just from like episode seven that like I wanted more of him in episode eight and nine. And I didn't get it, but I still got enough of him in episode seven to be like he's probably my second favorite character. Yeah, and like and the annoying thing with Finn too is because here here here's again like the guy's got so much potential. Like, clearly, the whole time they're hinting at, uh, he has, you know, he has a connection to the Force, and he's, like, afraid to tell Ray for some reason. It doesn't even make sense. Again, the whole logic of that situation is messed up, but whatever. But, like, why why, why would you introduce that to a character who's like, this is the last movie, guys. You're never going to see him again. At least not for Good. the foreseeable future. But he also could be a Jedi. Like, you're like, yeah, but I want to see that stuff. And it would make sense because Finn actually held somewhat of his own against Kylo. Yep. Better than someone who has no connection to the Force had any right to do. I mean, Kylo was wounded, but he still did a pretty decent job. Well, Jabba Egg is just such a gem. Like, he's such a hilarious, great actor. He's got great range of emotion from, like, like he, dude, he's, just, he's always been one of my favorites. Very talented. Very like, talented, and that's I don't know. He's why. not. Know. He's definitely not my second favorite character by any means. But I think there was. I think with. I think he had the potential to be a great character. I don't think it ended up being a great character, and that's not any of his fault. That's not his fault. Well, he did the best with the material, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It isn't his fault. All honestly, like, all those actors, however their characters turned out and their character arcs and stuff like that, and how people feel about them, not their fault. Because their performances because also, were all really strong. Like, they did I, the best I, they could do. I do love Ray, and I do love Daisy Ridley. Like, she is a soft spot in my heart. Always. Like, I like I like the new cast. I just wish they got more. No, I, I, like, yeah, I thought the new cast was great. I really like, like, I just, yeah, I enjoy Adam Driver, too. It's Kylo Ren. Like, they do, again, 
you watch that in episode seven and you're like, this trilogy has so much potential. In fact, I probably watching episode seven again, probably be less enjoyable. Cause you're like, this has so much potential to go on to something really great. And just to know that it doesn't is like terrible, Sad. terrible. But yeah, I agree. The new cast, very talented, sucks at the writing and the management was less talented. Um, but back to the question of the day, you would also pick Yoda. Or not Yoda, Obi-Wan. Wow, oh, yes. Apparently my brain, yes. my brain is mush. Yes. Obi-Wan, in the state that they're in. If Yoda was a crazy old man, maybe Yoda. Because that would provide a long time of entertainment. Get... And also, Dagobah is kind of a... That's a that's a, that's kind of a thumbs down, man. Who wants to hang out in a swamp all the time? That would actually suck, me, it's like So definitely this Obi-Wan. Harder, this would be a slightly harder question... If you ask during the prequel era, because during the prequel era, when they all lived in the Jedi temple, yeah, Yoda was still having fun, but also sassy Obi-Wan. Yeah. I'd still go with Obi-Wan. I think I would too, but it would be more of like an actual thought process. Whereas this one, it's like Obi-Wan though was kind of a grump though. Episode two. He didn't take a lot of slack from Anakin. He didn't take a lot. He didn't take a lot of slack, but Anakin was Anakin was being a little brat. Whereas, like, I'd just be, I'd just be. How, sassy do, how do you know that. you wouldn't be a brat? So I wouldn't be a brat because I'm cool. <laughs> I didn't cool. hate high school me at all, and or nineteen year old Ethan. They were both perfect human beings, just like I am right now. Perfect and schlag. Yes, indeed. Of course, indeed. Where can the good people find you, Matt? Uh, you can find me over on my YouTube channel, Storytellers for Life. Come on over there anytime you like. Um, we got some really great stuff going on. And exciting things happening with storytelling and storytelling development. And uh, learning more about storytelling tools, some little bit of inspiration. And yeah, some fun live streams that uh, I'm definitely getting better at. At first, my first live stream right. was like terrible. It was like crash a truck into a tree bad. Like it was, it's not good, but uh, getting better. So if you want to see me get better at these, <laughs> come on by. I got to work on that pitch. I'm terrible, but come on, because it might be fun. Who doesn't yeah, want to see terrible. a train wreck, right? You just can't look away. Exactly. And the rest of my links are in the description down below. Twitter, there's Twitch, there's uh, Facebook. Yeah. But the main one, Storytellers for Life. Where can the people find you, Ethan? <laughs> In my house. Whoa. <laughs> you can find me at Instagram at Ethan R. Hill. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube, searching for Ethan R. Hill. And you can also find me, uh, you can find my movie, Damned Rights, for sale and for rental on realhouse.org. Search up damned rights and you will find it. Coo coo coo. So with that, that's the end of part one of our two part Star Wars special. It was a little shorter than we expected, but hey, nothing wrong with that at all. Come back next week for part two. Woo! This has been a Feast of Films episode twenty five. I'm Ethan R. Hill, and with me as always is Chicken Farmer Matt. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh no, I'm a middle-aged white man. No, no, no. Come back next it's week impossible. to see if possible. <laughs> Come back next week to see if Matt is still a middle-aged white man. Uh, Have a good week, everybody. So long. Bye bye. Toodaloo.
and may the force be with you always.